My Biggest Sales Enablement Mistake, a podcast by Eva Enable. Right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our very first ep- episode of our new podcast, where we're going to be exploring the biggest sales enablement mistakes. Um, it is a well-known fact that we learn from our own mistakes, but why should we learn from our own mistakes when we can learn from other people's? And there is a wealth of information uh, and expertise out there in the enablement landscape. And I think it's a great opportunity for us to learn from each other. Now, for this first session, I'm delighted to be joined by Rachel McCourty, uh, the behind-the-scenes superstar of EFA Enable, who delights our customers every day and ensures that they achieve their outcomes through effective use of competency frameworks. Thank so, you for the glorious introduction, Kate. Oh, thank <laughs> you very much. Now, Rachel and I know each other very well, so this feels very strange because <laughs> we talk about this day in, day out anyway. Um, Today, though, we're going to talk about competency overload. Um, And that's the topic of today's session, so you can all learn from that. Before we start, though, Kate, could we just go on what we mean by competencies? Yeah, that's probably a good idea, isn't it, given the fact that this is the first one. (laughs) Okay, so those of you who don't know um, us, what we do, what we specialise in, what we mean by competencies or a competency framework, you'll hear us talk about framework matrix or otherwise, is essentially... the the attributes that define what good looks like in your sales reps. So the skills, the behaviors, the knowledge, the attitudes, or all of those things that go to make up, if you like, your uber perfect, awesome rep that you'd like everybody to emulate. Yeah, and that's what we mean by competencies as as a word and a competency framework. Yeah. So I suppose... Let's dig in a little bit more as well to why should an organization do it? Well, somebody asked me about this the other day, actually. I was on a session and they said, um, is there a right or wrong way to start a competency framework? Should you wait? What, why would you do it? Well, it is simply that. It's defining what good looks like. You know, you don't start any journey without defining your destination and creating a map to get there. And that competency framework is your map. Um, but creating that competency framework, obviously, we see common mistakes and we're going to dig into that one which we talked about which was that competency overload now that's why I'm so excited to have Rachel um, on the session today you come across this more than most because you're at the beginning of our clients journeys right what do we mean when we talk about competency overload well, it starts when people sort of in their their own organizations start to create that framework and it typically it's like everybody gets involved. And with that, it's all the skills and behaviors need to be used. And we've had, no, no joking, we've had customers come to us with 70 competencies. <laughs> like, I know that one, <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> so we go through a series of workshops. We take their, their great work, but we go through a series of workshops with them and we hone them down. We challenge them of which ones really matter. You know, it's like, we. You, Think about it, it's a new platform, there's competing priorities. You don't want your sales reps and managers to sit there in their reviews for hours going through every Mm -hmm. single competency. Mm -hmm. They've already so busy and they've got a saturated mental workload already. EFA Enable should be there to help support the development and coaching around those critical behaviors and skills that are gonna get them business success. So I'm guessing if there's too many, 
we're, I mean, we're talking, a, you know, a camel being a horse designed by committee, aren't we? We're talking about the fact that you've got so many yeah. that that picture in your head you had of, of it being the perfect rep, it's no longer the perfect rep. It's this crazy chimera of lots of people's yeah. opinion of what the perfect yeah. rep would be, right? Yeah. So what we do is we bring it down and say a sweet spot really is about 10 or 12. Because if you think about it logically, if it takes a minute to review each one, sort of in a meaningful and thoughtful way mm -hmm. and do the scoring behind it then if you've got 10 or 12 or 15 it's going to take about 15 minutes to do whereas if you've got 50 or 70 just think of how long that is per rep that you're going through and also if you're taking those most critical ones you're going to get a more realistic viewpoint of where you need to focus on for the skills and the potential gaps that are going to bring that sales rep success as well as the business success so you've got all of this sort of picture of, because well, I agree with you 100%, by the way, I mean, it could be mind numbing and therefore devaluing by the time you do all of that kind of review process that, that by rep seven, that the poor sales manager, let alone the sales reps have got their head against the desk going, please, God, make it end. <laughs> you know and not being able to see the wood for the trees at that point, because, you know, it's just, just crazy repetition. Um, but I, I want to think and get your, your take on like, how do you all of those 70 in that example mm. you said like they're all valuable yeah. but but how do you go really about honing that down because because you're quite right hone it down yeah. but, but how how do you do that what's important because everybody's got an opinion everybody's opinion does yeah. count so yeah. how do we get that down well you think about the business priorities what's the corporate strategy for that year what what's what is their goal for that year really and then you look at what are the roles that um, are within the teams? And then you start make, honing them down so that you're understanding which are the critical skills, which are the non-negotiables that they have to exhibit and show evidence for and see how they can prove against them to help them improve their numbers. And then once you've got that, then you go through a process of maybe a... Um, a review that's like a, a, a one that you, you I can't think of the word Kate what's it? it's a ah <laughs> just a, a, a test to see if it flows if you've covered everything mm -hmm. if they're if they're understandable remember that the sales rep as well as the uh, manager has access to this it needs to be in a language that's understood and is really clear yeah yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And, and and I know a process that you often go through is is kind of if, if they've got a lot of competencies is challenging them to say if you and you talk about non-negotiables, if you could only pick 10, like you, you cannot pick any others, what would those 10 be? And that, that's quite a helpful process in it because it makes everybody think, gosh, if I if I'm limited to, to five or 10 or something like that, yeah. what are my my biggest priority ones? Yeah. And, and again, that being aligned to that that corporate yeah. goal or that revenue goal. Yeah, and we're not draconian over this process. It's not like you must do <laughs> you ten. We, you know, customers have gone. But I can't really negotiate on those last two. It's like, well, there's twelve then. As long as they make sense and they don't, you know, and they 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 are not going over to the realms of um, there being too many and then too diluted in terms of descriptions and whatnot. Then it's fine. It's just making people think before launching it out. Um, and it's an it's an iteration right yeah, so definitely. you know you're, go, you're going down and you're not saying right we're going from 70 that you've brought us and by the end of this session we need it down to 10 it, yeah. it's an iteration and a collaborative process right that says right well we've now got down to 20 
yeah. let's now cross check those 20 and make sure that they are supporting that that corporate goal right that that goal that you're any for if if we're moving to right well we we want to move into the enterprise space in, in this time next year we're going to be the key players in in, in the enterprise world yeah. you're then going well do each of these competencies underpin and support that and of course you know and I, I talk about this a lot do they align to all of the metrics and the indicators that tell you you're on your way so so that's yeah. a big thing um, but yeah, I don't want anybody to think we go, as you say, it's not draconian, go from 70, now I need to get down yeah. to 10. It is an iteration, isn't it, to make yeah. sure everything's covered. I think also when you've got different people in, involved um, there and their language naturally is different, what we do find is that somebody may have called the competency, you know, problem discovery and then someone else has called it understanding the problem and, you know, mm. the descriptions underneath are actually, they're, they're duplicates. And one of the worst things to do is when you're going through a review, is like, oh, we've already talked about that. Oh, yeah, we've already covered that. So it's just going through that process to make sure each one stands on its own individually and it has very clear indicators of what that what is required and what are the expectations are for that sales rep to perform against. Yeah, and, and to your point earlier, it also helps you make sure that you've not got overlap um, in that process. Yeah. I wonder if it's, you know, obviously something that we do on behalf of our clients is that we'll provide that extra pair of eyes that, you know, we've not been in the weeds of it. Yeah. We're there to, to objectively look at the whole and say, have you thought about the fact that being able to communicate at sea level is the same as having good business conversations so maybe we can adapt and have those as you say those descriptions and positive indicators that that mean that yeah. those two are actually the same competency um so so i think that's something that the organizations should always have is like save someone keep them almost clean from the process to say you're yeah. you're the review part of this that that's going to help challengers to to keep that kind of quite succinct view Definitely, definitely. You know, and, and starting with, say, the 10 or 12, it's, as we say, it's a starting point. Mm. As you move through, um, you know, the cadence of doing reviews and one-to-ones, you start to understand what the, you know, further what people need um, within their roles and also business priorities change, you know, so you've got to make sure yeah. that it's constant re-evaluation or a continual not a constant but a continual evaluation of those competencies just to make sure that they match the role and the business priorities and if that means out of your initial 10 five are taken away and eight new ones are added that's fine as long as it's communicated out yeah so I think that's a involved. That's a key Forrester recommendation and something that we've, you know, advocated for a long time, which is, you know, it's not a once and done exercise yeah. because the market's changing, your salespeople are changing, your learning, your product's changing, your strategy's changing, and therefore, you know, your competencies are going to change as well. But that doesn't mean you just load, just keep loading them in, make sure you're evaluating and saying, look, that's not the right one for us uh, anymore so that we're keeping it still tight and not, not creating that overload. Yeah. I think I think one of the other things that I, I would often say is, you know, thinking of this from the reps perspective, right, it's it's not to boil the ocean, you know, too many and the wheels fall off. There's, you can't see the wood for the trees. You don't know where you're looking. You're not sure where to focus. There's 20 different areas that you could focus on to improvement. So so that the narrower you can keep your framework, the clearer it is for, for any given sales rep, right? Yeah, definitely. It should be the model should describe what great looks like and focus on those most critical to the success. 
yeah. everything else can either be if it's something that is sort of not super critical but is a priority bring it in a little bit later when you've sorted out the critical ones yeah agreed so you're talking earlier about the the, the kind of the, the things that that um we often see cause uh, or, or the, the competency overload and you were talking about strategy what what else there because um, I've probably interrupted you because you know I've got a habit of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> what with no, the no strategic starting point? It needs yes. So it's all aligned to your business um, goals. Then you've got the too many, um, too, the descriptions become diluted along with the language that doesn't make sense to everyone. Mm-hmm. So it's just making sure that those descriptions are targeted, measurable and understandable by all parties. Remember that it's not always going to be in a review scenario where you sat down one on one. You can actually access either enable anytime. So you need to be able to have those people self-serve and understand what, um, what is being asked of them. Yeah, it's got to be useful. It's yeah. got to be useful in, in many different scenarios. Yeah, and, and with multiple people looking at the same thing, they've yeah. all got to be crystal clear yeah. on what it is that that of the expectation, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, and that goes on to the, the consumption of the information, I suppose, really, you know, it might look impressive, impressive to have all it really wordy, but the actual, the model itself has to be easily consumed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, make sure it's in the language that everyone understands. And the thing really is like, we've talked about how many is too many, saying about 10 to 15 that you can swap in and out as the journey changes, so, you know, the, um, the, the company goals change, but it's just continually evaluate. Don't think of it as just, yeah, job done, tick. It's not. It's just the beginning of the journey, really. Um, (laughs) I think one of the practical things I like, and and, and I know that that we'll advocate for this, and I do, I did it myself when we were creating our competency framework, is I played through it. So based on everything you've just said, I played through it and kind of did almost a practice review. And what you'll find is you'll get to like, competency for in a conversation with someone and and you'll suddenly go you'll, you'll hear yourself say the words well of course we've we've already covered that those, those elements when we've talked about that last one um and you'll suddenly realize I've got duplicate here mm. and and so it's starting to degrade the value of this specific competency so you know whilst you can group things just be really specific what's you know what's under each one if you're yeah. finding that the words planning and preparation are appearing in every single description for every single thing get rid of those and and, and have it specifically somewhere else that you're not sort of saying oh, we've already talked about how good you are at planning and and and, and setting all mm. those things up just have it you know have it up front and center have it there as a description so that it's really objective and, and it avoids you having loads and loads of different competencies covering it definitely Okay, um, I, I, I want to touch on um, one final thing that I've, I sort of made some notes about, and that's um, not to um, overface with skills or knowledge only. Uh, I just wanted to touch on that. What's your experience? Because, you know, 10 or 12, we've got, we've got all the skills like problem discovery, negotiating, objection handling, you know, prospect qualification, all, all this sort of thing. How important is it to, to make sure that in that we bake in some of the mindset, the, 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 the softer skill aspect to it? Oh, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's absolutely critical, you know, even if it's one that's put in there. But typically we see a couple and um, that are all to do with the behavioral side. 
you know, it's like one of the, the ones that is sort of a, a, quite a common one is results driven or passionate. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, it's not something that you can look, you know, sort of, it's, it's not, uh, it, it's some, it, it's baked into a person. Are they, are they go-getters? Have they got the drive that's going to see them through the bad times as well as the good times in order to hit their, their, um, their targets? Um, it's, it's something that really underpins people, a person's, um, you know, how, how they approach their work um, and their colleagues and whatnot. It's really important that they, you know, they're part of a team, um, as well you could have somebody that's hitting target all the time but is a bit of a maverick um, mm-hmm. <laughs> does what they want and they're actually quite hard to manage then um and, and hard to replicate yeah <laughs> right. definitely and, and yeah. yeah yeah so I'd see one of the, the the most common one that I do see is that the re- results driven one or the, the sort of passionate as we've got of one of our competencies, if you're talking about it at the pub on a Friday, then you know you're passionate about your job. <laughs> I think that's my favourite competency that we have, and boy, do I uh, take advantage of it. I've yeah. used it as a one of the uh, the standard descriptions of that should be. I have to go to the pub regularly just so that I can demonstrate <laughs> that I'm being passionate about talking yes. about competencies. I'm I'm so committed that I will go to the pub on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> of the processes and you know the 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 sort of the skills as everyone knows you can you can teach those if somebody's got the right mindset so they are fundamental to putting into a competency framework yeah agreed well my 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 word of caution in all that is um and and there's a guy called Patrick Lencioni who talks about this a lot which is the, the permission to play stuff you know try not to clutter your, your competency framework with stuff that should just be there and, and we've seen organizations come to us with you know honesty integrity which are kind of the company values but even then they should be permission to play why is that person even in your team if they aren't scoring a five out of five on <laughs> yeah. honesty and integrity so you know if you are decluttering it and 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 cutting back your competencies don't allow stuff like that to sneak in because that just will it 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 devalues it overall and it's just got no place in my mind in in your competency framework no I agree right if we talk about competencies anymore I'm going to have to take myself down to the pub so that I can demonstrate (laughs) passion and uh, and get a five out of five rating for that competency but I did want to just summarize what I took away from this uh, conversation um, for anybody that's listening Um, the the first thing I want to say is, is obviously the whole point of this is not too many right so so not too many make sure it's focused on the critical um, aspects of your goal make sure it's only those critical com- uh, competencies that are going to support that goal um, and make sure that they're easy to consume the right language language is important um, and and that it's not just a once uh, and done thing your strategy changes your competency the world changes your competencies should change with it and I think if, if anybody takes those, those pieces of advice and guidance um, on board, they'll avoid that, that common mistake of competency overload. So thank you, Rachel. No problem. Uh, I know we love talking about this all day, every day. Um, <laughs> and uh, and we'll continue to do so. Um, but that wraps up our first uh, podcast of the Common Mistakes uh, in Enablement. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye.